Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. NFL Week 3 has come and gone. We are now entering NFL Week 4. NFL Week 3 had a lot of exciting games, a lot of things happening, a lot of heartbreaks. Uh, But it was good for the money, it was good for the bank if you watch the other episodes about who to pick, maybe who to take a bet on. Maybe you made some money. Now we are on to Week 4. It's crazy that we're on to Week 4. But NFL Week 3 had a lot to talk about. Before we get going into NFL Week 4 and recap the picks and do a preview of what's going on in NFL Week 4, please hit the subscribe button and the like button for the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel, as well as go check out the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network that the Coach Steve Show is brought to you by. And if you made all those picks... Hopefully you went to mybookie.ag and used the code BELLYUPFANTASY to double your first deposit and use that to make some money. So if you go to mybookie.ag and use BELLYUPFANTASY as the code and it will double your first deposit, go make some bets, go make some money. We'll discuss all that. We're going to go over Chicago Bears versus the Lions preview before they play today at before they play uh, October 3rd at noon. Whether you're looking for that game or not, we'll go over the rest of the NFL and who to pick. Then we will go over who, if you want to make bets on any of those picks, or who you should go bet on to make some money. We had a good good run with the picks last week, and we're going to hopefully continue that run this week. We're diving in. Again, please like and subscribe to the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. 
If you're listening to the audio version, please leave a review, like, and all that stuff. Subscribe to it. It helps it out so much. Go check out the Billy Up Sports Podcast. Help everybody out. That would be greatly appreciated. All right. The Bears are, in a nice way to say, in week three, we're going to week four, almost an utter turmoil. Almost utter turmoil. We don't know anything about offense. Matt Nagy, I don't like saying this, but the way it's going, he says, I'm not an idiot. We know what we're doing. It obviously doesn't look like you know what you're doing, Matt Nagy. All week, I had to figure out, like, he had a press conference on Wednesday to discuss things. He only never has them on Wednesdays. Had to come out. They asked him about who's going to be the offense coordinator. He said they're going to keep that in-house. They're not going to tell anybody. Keeping it secret. Uh, it's almost like he's keeping a secret, kind of like he's having, like, is there a mistress going on? What are you doing? You're keeping things that are very secretive. Then, you don't, you keep saying a game-time decision for the starting quarterback. Could be Andy Dalton. Could be Nick Foles, and it could be Justin Fields. But Justin Fields hurt his hand. Uh, Andy Dalton has a bruised knee. Nick Foles was seen on live TV and lips. You could see what he was saying, saying the offense just ain't working. It was reported that he went up to Matt Nagy and confronted him about why the offense isn't working. Now, when you see a report that says he went up to Matt Nagy and was talking about the offense, that does not mean he went in there and said, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're doing. Uh, What's going on with the offense? He probably went in and just showed frustration of, hey, I'm a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Let me tell you what we did when I was on the Eagles. Let me tell you what I did when we were here and here. Let's see if we can get this turned around. If you're going to play Justin, this is probably how you should go about it. And whether Matt Nagy took that personal or not, who knows? He probably did because, well, just be you though, right? Just be you. So we can't really believe the reports of uh, Nick Foles was calling him out or this, that. No, they probably had hopefully an adult conversation about it. I mean, if it was anything bad, they probably would have released him or – Matt said, I want to trade him or get rid of him. Um, but then you say it's a game-time decision for uh quarterback. Then you come out on Saturday, say Justin Fields is going to be the starter versus the Lions. And then it's reported with the uh, offensive coordinator. Now, going into the season, Coach Bill uh, Lazor, Lazor, I'm going to say his name wrong, um, he's technically his title has been offensive coordinator, which I hate because now Matt Nagy can say, well, he's labeled offensive coordinator. I'm the head coach. He's labeled offensive coordinator. Go blame him. But Matt Nagy, you're calling the plays. We all know you're calling the plays. Now in the COVID year of 2020 into that season, uh, Coach Bill Lazar, Lazar, I'm going to say his name wrong. He did call plays for, I think it was around this time or a couple weeks in there where there was a stretch of where he called plays. It's reported that he's going to call plays. They've talked to him. He And he has openly come out and said how the pass protection scheme uh, versus the Browns was complete and utter. He completely said shit. Um, he said it was terrible how they used Justin Fields. So it's very interesting what's going on. Like the way he said it now, is Matt Nagy going to – is this what they've talked about? And it's just open and Matt Nagy said, yeah, I did that wrong. So now uh, he can say that publicly. Or is there something else going on in the Bears locker room? Is there something going on in the coaching staff? When you get things in the coaching staff not going right, that's not going to work. As a coaching staff, you have to be on the same page. As a coaching staff, you can have debates. You can have these um, talks inside the locker room, inside the coach's office, 
and you don't bring him outside of that. You don't want the players to see him. You don't definitely don't want the media to know. But for him to say that maybe this was talked about, maybe he's just going to let them know, hey, yeah, this is it was bad. We're going to fix it. We're working on it. So it's reported he's going to call plays, which I think is a great thing for the Bears. If he comes out and calls plays for the Bears and Matt Nagy just kind of lets him do his thing, we're going to see what we saw during that stretch in the previous year with Mitch Trubitsky and Nick Foles, where going into the COVID year of 2020, the Bears built up, you know, they got Jimmy Graham, they have Cole Komet, they have these other tight ends. You have David Montgomery, you have Daryl Mooney and all this stuff that jet sweeps. And we saw a lot of double tight end formations. We saw on balance, we saw motions, we saw trying to get a little bit to the outside. They would roll out, move the pocket. They would pull, you know, the old school rollout where tackle comes down, guard pulls around, Mitch can go out or Nick Foles can go out. You got little short dinky throws and then you take your shot where like Sean Payne's become famous to say, take two shots a quarter. You have different um, eye candy with the jet motions. They fake the jet motion, hand it off to the running back, fake to the running back, throw the bubble out to the uh, motion guy, like all this stuff in the red zone. You could really see the tight ends being utilized. And then there was a point where Matt Nagy came back and called plays or he would put his input in. And like we saw Jimmy Graham used a lot in the red zone, which why wouldn't you? He's 6'6 or whatever, played basketball, can go up and get the ball. When Matt Nagy calls plays, you don't see tight ends used a lot. They're out in the slot. Sometimes they're inside, but you're not rolling out. You're not doing all these other things. When they stacked the box, Coach Lazar was really good at Let's motion, see if it's man covered. If it's not, and they're going to stack the box, we're going to throw it quickly out, get two or three yards. And you keep throwing that. Like, if you want, throw it out there a few times. You know, like, you're casting a line and fishing. You're single, you're going on the, the, the websites or whatever. You're, you're throwing your shot out there. You're throwing it out there. They're going to get them to commit to move the box out. Then he'll run it right up the middle. You saw all that stuff from the previous year with Coach Lazar coaching or calling the plays. And then when Matt Nagy comes back and calls it, never forget they're playing at Miami or Tennessee. They get down the red zone. They had all their tight ends. Well, all of a sudden, Jimmy Graham comes out of the game. And it was said, like, Matt Nagy called the play or he has an input. As a head coach, you're going to tell them what you want, what you're looking for. But then let the offense coordinator do his thing. So it's very interesting to see what's going on in the Bears locker room right now. I don't know if there's a lot of trust in Matt Nagy. Offense is not doing their job. They're leaving their defense out high and dry, which has been the Bears. It's been the Bears thing. Um, so they need to let Coach Lazar, Lazar, however you say his name, and I apologize, he's a way better play caller than Matt Nagy, let him do his thing. You're going and playing a tough game here. Don't overlook this. Cannot overlook this. Detroit's coming in. They're very frustrated because they should have beat Baltimore. Lost on a 67-yard field goal. They play very tough. Now, they're still trying to figure themselves out as well because with the Detroit Lions, you know, they're giving up 61 points. They're scoring 72. Um, offensively, they have 1,059 yards. Um, average, they get 5.3 yards. Like, if they start to figure out their offense, if Jared Goff figures it out, their defense starts playing very tough. If they get some confidence, MCDC coming to town, they're combining that kneecaps. They're going after the shins. Bears better watch out. Like, this is not going to be a pushover. Fans thinking that we are better than the Lions, you are sadly mistaken. And I don't know what game you're watching. You're too busy worried about how Justin Fields is our Lord and Savior and not really worried about the bigger picture of 
Mitch Trubisky had to really play hard and got to the playoffs twice with Matt Nagy with the incompetent play calling that we're getting, and we were hoping we'd get Andy Reid. You're not going to get the same results. You hire that guy thinking you're going to get Andy Reid results. If you don't have the chef, you're not going to have the same results coming out of the kitchen. It's just not going to happen. So we have a tough game as Bears with Detroit Lions coming in. Now Justin Fields is named the starter. If Coach Lazar actually does call plays and Matt Nagy just backs off, Matt Nagy beat you and back off. Go worry about your McDonald's commercials and talking about that. Trying to get people minimum wage jobs like that or less than minimum wage at McDonald's while you're making millions of dollars being incompetent. That's fine. Go do that. If he calls plays, you will see the pocket move. You will see what we have said with Mitch Trubisky all along. You will see with Justin Fields. Now, the thing with Justin Fields is he's going to hold the ball a while because he's athletic. He can kind of run. Well, he can run. He's going to want to escape the pocket. If they, if he was going to start all week and they worked on this, you will see the pocket move. You will see rollouts. You will see the all line if they can play because they're struggling. It's not blame does not all go to anything of Justin Fields. Win that aspect when the O-line doesn't move. But what you're going to see, you're going to see the running back stay in and protect. You're going to see a tight end stay and block. You're going to see unbalanced. One tight end will go for a route. The other one's going to stay in and block until there's no one to block. And then they'll run a flat route. Or they'll go run a curl route to replace a linebacker if somebody disappears. You're going to see jet motion across. You're going to see fake to the jet motion. You're going to see a handoff to the motion. You're going to try to get the box to look that way. Run it up the middle. You're going to see quick screens. You're going to see little short routes. You're going to see Justin Fields moving the pocket, some power read stuff where he's reading the end, and if the end flies out with the fake man, he's going to run behind the pulling guard and power. You're going to see zone. They might read the three-tech. They just might read the five-tech. If they get a four-eye, maybe they run that. You're going to see things like that to keep the defense on their toes, which Detroit will be ready for because MCDC don't play around. They're going to come in. They're going to be prepared, but you're going to see a Bears offense that's going to look a little more competent. Does that mean we're going to score a ton of points? No. But if he's calling plays, you're going to see us move the ball a little bit. He's going to keep it simple for Justin Fields, but he's going to get Justin Fields to be athletic. He's going to get him to move around, call plays that help him out. He's not going to run little five-yard routes. They'll have five-yard routes, little short routes, with something deep behind it for Justin Fields to have the opportunity, if the downfield throw is open, take it. If this four-yard route is there, take it. Next play, we'll move and have you run. We're going to have screens. We're going to do this to get different things going on to make sure that he's good to go using what God gave him, using what Mama gave him. We're not going to overcoach it and do those things. If Matt Nagy is calling the plays again, which I don't think he is, if he calls the plays, I think this will be the last game in Chicago. The Bears have never fired a coach in the season. This might be the time. They may even fire Ryan Pace. And then Coach Lazar may take over as play caller, and then we'll have a decent season, maybe getting to the 500 mark. But, I mean, the Bears aren't this talented team that's going to try to make the Super Bowl, but the defense is a Super Bowl-caliber defense. We just need a competent offense to get us to that point. It's going to be tough to beat the Vikings. It's going to be tough to beat Green Bay. We just need a competent offense. We have a Super Bowl-caliber defense. Defense was playing well. They're just on the field too much. We need Matt Nagy to open his eyes, give up play calling, let this, let them do their thing. 
coach to what the players can do and not force them to do what you want to do. So coming with Detroit coming into town, we have to do those things. Defense has to make sure Jared Goff doesn't get in a rhythm because he's that quarterback. He's not going to maybe not come out and set the world on fire, but if they get him going in a rhythm, it is going to be tough to stop them. Defense is going to come hit us in the mouth. We have to show up ready to play, have to show up with a good play game plan, good offensive play calling. Defense just has to do their thing. I trust in the defense to do what they're going to do. They're going to double team. Cleo Mack, Keem Hicks is going to have to play well. The corners and safeties are going to have to really bump them. They're going to have to fly up on the ball because they're going to do short routes for Jared Goff to get him in a rhythm. We're going to have to bump the wide receivers off the line of scrimmage. We're going to have to ride them within the five yards. We're going to have to have our safeties come fly up and be really involved in the run game, really involved in the short passing game. We do all that. The Bears will be okay. But at the same time, with turmoil going on, maybe in the coaching staff, maybe in the locker room, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to beat them. All right. That was our Bears NFL preview week four. We are now going to move on to our NFL picks. Last week in week three of the NFL. On this show. I am. It was crazy going through all the games and picking them. Just the pick games that I did. And you can go back and listen to the audio. Week three. 13 and three. We are 13 and three in picks in week three. The only ones we lost were New England, Pittsburgh, and Seattle. Rest of them clean. 13 and three pick. So hopefully you guys took some of those picks and made some money on my bookie and use that code to get more money so you can bet more money. Now, the, the picks that I gave, I will give three or four picks each week. I took the Arizona Cardinals minus five at the time. At the time, it was minus five. Covered. Took Green Green Bay plus three and a half. Covered. Then I also took the Dallas Cowboys minus three and a half. Covered. So for those picks, we are three and oh. So we were 13 and three overall in the NFL picking games. Three and oh in our bets. It's free money, guys. I'm telling you. You take these picks, you know, follow me along on this. You make these picks with me. You will make some money. So we covered the bets. We were 3-0 and in those bets. I will give three or four. We made some money. Go to the MyBookie app. Go to MyBookie website. You will make some money. We are now moving on to week four of the NFL season picks. The podcast did not come out in time, but I put it out there. Jacksonville went and played the Cincinnati Bengals. Urban Meyer thought he was going to get his first win. They were ahead. Cincinnati comes down, marches down the field in the fourth quarter and kicks a field goal. Joe Burrow with 348 passing yards comes down, beats Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer wondering if he should still be in the NFL. Urban Meyer might be sitting down eating some Papa John's debating life if he needs to go back to Fox and work in the booth. Or he is wondering if he should go and coach at USC in sunny California and get out of Jacksonville. This may be short-lived for the Urban Meyer experiment. But Joey Burrow, national champion under Ed Ogeron at LSU, was able to lead him down, kick a field goal, and win. Cincinnati Bengals are sneakily, sneaky, 3-1. and one. The football team out of Washington. 
travels to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta to play the Atlanta Falcons. And Matty Ice, who was getting kind of old to be in the NFL, so maybe it's Cold Ice. Matty Cold Ice, who has not been able to pull out much in Atlanta after their Super Bowl run. Washington travels there. This one's going to be a close game. Which kind of Matty Ice are we going to get? Are we going to get the nice ice that keeps everything kind of cold, ice in his veins? Are we going to get the ice that's going to melt and crack under the pressure? I have the Washington football team with their defense stepping up to win over Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Houston Texans travel to the Bills Mafia with a ton of their folding tables that's going to crash over the Houston Texans' heads with Lovey Smith running the defense. is not going to be able to stop Jared Allen and the Buffalo Bills from winning. I am taking Buffalo Bills. Bills Mafia is going to jump and crack the heads of the Houston Texans. Detroit MCDC travels to the Arlington Chicago Bears team who is moving to Arlington Heights, Illinois to get out of the city of Chicago and Soldier Field and get away from Lori Lightfoot, who should be on the Lord of the Rings new TV show on Amazon. With the Bears in turmoil in their locker room, with their coaching staff, who's going to call the offense? Maybe nobody's calling the offense. Maybe Andy Dalton's going to call the offense. Maybe that's what the meeting was about with Nick Foles. Maybe Nick Foles is going to become the new offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. I have the Chicago Bears, who is my team, losing to Detroit. I have Detroit winning. I think it's going to be by a field goal. I think they march down the field and kick a field goal. I think it's going to be a very, 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 very close game. Bears defense playing well. Their offense not being competent. MCDC gets their win against the Chicago Bears. Carolina Panthers with injured Matt McCaffrey not being able to play, going to a hot Dallas Cowboys team. Even though Sam Darnold and Joe Brady are figuring out the offense, I think Dallas has more weapons on offense, a better flying around high-powered defense. I have the Dallas Cowboys, who them boys, winning against Carolina. The Colts travel to Miami. Miami, without Tua at quarterback, being injured. We have two fractured ankles at the same time who does not care about his body or anything about himself but cares about the team in Carson Wentz for the Indianapolis Colts who are struggling right now being 0-3. I have the Colts finally getting on the board beating Miami in sunny Florida. The Cleveland Browns who look like a Super Bowl contender going to you like that Minnesota Vikings Minnesota Vikings coming off a big win. But Cleveland is on a different level running the football with the two-headed monster running backs. Baker Mayfield finally getting a hold of the offense and able to make the throws he needs to. You have Odell Beckham Jr. coming back as a threat to uh, break the roof off the offense. The Cleveland Browns continue on the roll for their quest to go and win the AFC and get to the Super Bowl winning against the Vikings. The New York Giants without Eli Manning, who cannot win a game, traveling to New Orleans with Sean Payton at the helm. I have New York continuing to struggle, who may make some coaching changes and an offensive coordinator change, losing to who dat, who dat, New Orleans Saints. The Tennessee Titans travel to the New York Jets. New York Jets are just terrible. They are worse than the Chicago Bears. I don't know what offense they run. They like throwing the ball to the other team. 
this is a no-brainer. Tennessee is going to roll over the New York Jets. Kansas City sitting at 1-2. and two. Who saw that coming going to Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles? This game is going to have a lot of points scored. It's going to come down to the fourth quarter. Kansas City and the chef, Andy Reid, are going to figure it out against the Philadelphia Eagles, but it's closer than you think. The Arizona Cardinals are traveling to the Los Angeles Rams against Matthew Stafford. The Rams are on a mission. They look really good. Everything they do always seems to work. This is going to be a high-scoring game. Even though the Rams have a great defense, they're going against the air raid of the Arizona Cardinals. But I have the Rams squeaking it out against Arizona. Seattle sitting at 1-2. and two. Who knew? Is Russell Wilson not able to cook anymore? Who knows? Traveling to the San Francisco 49ers, who are on a roll, playing very well this year. I have Seattle finally able to put the recipe together. Russell Wilson's going to get back in the kitchen and able to win over the San Francisco 49ers getting back on track. The Baltimore Ravens coming off a historic 67 field goal kick win last week, traveling to the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos, are they real? Are they faking it? Are they going to be able to survive? I think their defense is going to be able to figure out and able to pull out a win against the Baltimore Ravens. Pittsburgh, who may may need to move on from Ben Roethlisberger. His time in Pittsburgh may be done. It may be time to go to a different quarterback and focus on the run game and focus on just grinding out a win. They are traveling to the Green Bay Packers and our long-haired Aaron Rodgers, who is just playing his guitar in his beanie each week when he travels to Hawaii and doesn't even need to practice. I have Green Bay beating the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it's going to be a hard-hitting game. Then, the big game of Sunday night. Tampa Brady travels back to the New England Patriots. He is going home to daddy, Billy Belichick. This is the big game of the week. New England is the only team Tampa Bay Brady has not been able to beat because he played for them. He was not able to beat them. This is the last team on his list to beat. As much as we would like to see New England pull it out with Mac Jones, Tampa Bay just looks like an NFL team that you've created. I think in the first half it's going to be a close game. Then the overhype will go away. Tampa Bay will win against New England in the second half and go away with it. Even though they do not have Gronk Gronkowski, Tampa Bay has many other weapons that they can use, and Bill Belichick will not be able to have his players match their talent. Then the Monday night matchup, the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers look good with their young quarterback with an actual offense. Look pretty good. Going up against Las Vegas defense, that is shaky. Can Derek Carr come out and pull a win in these close games they've been playing all year? I don't think so. I think the Chargers will win. This will be a good game. This will be scored in the 20s or the 30s. The Chargers will win against the Las Vegas Raiders. There is our NFL Week 4 picks. We will keep track for next week. Now, I'm going to give you guys four bets that you need to pick. I would take Tennessee in the win, but Tennessee is minus six. I will take Tennessee minus six. All day long. Tampa Bay versus New England. Tampa Bay is minus six and a half. You have to take Tampa Bay minus six and a half. 
in the second half, they are just going to score points. I see them winning by at least 10 to 17 points. Tennessee is probably going to win by the same. Buffalo versus Houston. The over is the 47 points. I see the over. I see the Bills scoring a lot of points and then Houston getting some garbage points to get to that 47. Then Detroit versus Chicago. It's the over under 41 and a half. I'm going with the under. Both offenses have not quite figured it out scoring in the low points. Both defenses playing very tough. So you have to, I'm going to take the under of 41 and a half versus those teams. All right. We are wrapping up our Chicago versus Lions preview and our NFL Week 4 preview and our picks and our bets. Go to mybookie.ag and use that code that I gave you at the beginning to go double your deposit. Go make some money. Use these bets. Let's keep this rolling. Let's see if the Chicago Bears got what it takes to win against Detroit. Even though I'm going with Detroit, I do hope I am wrong. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please hit that like button and subscribe button. Go check out the other episodes. Go check up the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network with blogs and other podcasts out there. Thank you guys so much for listening. Subscribe to the audio versions as well. And we'll see you guys on another episode of the Coach Steve Show Podcast. Weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.